Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the Blooming Podcast, the podcast with a name now. I'm Kristen, and I'm so excited to be back on the mic and to come back with really great feedback. I've gotten such great um, appreciation for people who listen to me ramble on, and I really appreciate people letting me know that my insight and the things that I was thinking about either they're thinking about in their own lives or was applicable to them in a certain time. Love hearing that my stuff's relatable. So speaking of relatable, this episode is based off of some feedback that I had gotten from friends and other people who listen about burnout. And I mentioned it briefly in the last episode that I was feeling burnt out by the time I got fired, which was as I'm recording this 24, a little over 24 hours ago. So they're experiencing burnout in their own lives. And I wanted to talk a little bit about it just because when I was going through it, I didn't know what burnout was. I was just using the word. And I think it's a good time to dive into that and see how, not necessarily to prevent it, but how to detect it and how to act on it if needed. So let's get into it. (laughs) So something I mentioned in the first episode was that I didn't want to sacrifice myself to find or to achieve productivity, which was what I was doing. I was sacrificing my love of people and talking to people and connecting to get the best answer possible or just to... I enjoy human interaction. I was giving that up in order to achieve a number that my old company wanted me to achieve. And so thinking about that, how I didn't want to sacrifice myself, the concept of it, I didn't know I was sacrificing this part of myself until it was way too late. And I think that's kind of a general consensus that I hear about burnout is that you don't know that you're exhausted until it's way too late. Like when you acknowledge it, you've been experiencing it for a long time. I think that's important to acknowledge. And so I looked up burnout. I always want to look up something on the podcast that I'm not 100% sure about. That way I can give you guys the best information possible if you want to know. So I looked it up on the Mayo Clinic And burnout is a work-related stress. It's work-related stress, essentially. But it's a state of physical or emotional being, an exhaustion that involves a sense of reduced accomplishment and a loss of personal identity. And that is super important in my journey of everything because it was brought up about a few weeks ago, about a month ago. So... Story time. I went to the doctor for my yearly physical exam and we were talking about building a healthy lifestyle, which is a common issue that we can talk about later. I'm no health and fitness guru. Let me get some information on that before I talk about it. Anyway, my doctor asked me, the conversation got to what I do outside of work if I do any physical movement. And I said, I don't do much outside of work. And that kind of threw him for a loop. And he's like, what do you mean? So 
my typical day when I got home or when I got out of work was that I caught a bus to my bus stop, walked the block or two home, got in my apartment, petted my cat and watched TV until bedtime. Yeah, that's a very, no, that doesn't have any physical movement other than walking to and from the bus stop. And so that was a problem. And then occasionally I check the mail. So that's what another hundred feet or so of walking. And so that was a problem. Another problem was that I didn't even eat dinner. I was too lazy to cook dinner and too tired to even nourish myself the right way. So I was going into work in this theory. I'm going into work more exhausted and not properly caring for myself. And the more you do that, spoiler, the more you snowball. Another factor in that is that I was not consistent in taking my medications. I do take antidepressants. And not having those is not having serotonin in my system to help me feel better. So I'm not moving, which causes serotonin. We're moving, exercise, increases serotonin in my system. I'm not moving. I'm not eating. I'm not properly nourishing my body. And I'm not taking the medication that's supposed to amplify my brain chemicals to make me feel great. This all snowballs. You're getting to the point. And so my doctor, taking this all in, he brings up a really important point in that we often do our jobs to give us money to do what we love. So like, let's say my... I'm trying to get a good example. Like somebody goes to work for 40 hours a week so they can have the money to travel whenever they want and to have the time off to travel whenever they want and to have the money to afford it. That's one example. Or some people do their job to pay for more things that support their hobbies. So my one of my relatives is a musician He worked really hard and he kept working to buy more instruments and to perfect his craft. Right. And after my doctor said, like, we do our jobs to give us money to do what we love intuitively or inside my head, I was like, what do I love? And that's a huge red flag. And if you're looking at burnout... It involves a sense of reduced accomplishment and a loss of personal identity. Me coming home and not knowing what I enjoy in life, that's a symptom of burnout. And that's a huge problem. And looking back, my life for the past nine months, from February to November, up to this point, was dedicated to working, which necessarily is not a bad thing. Like I, like I said in the first episode, I enjoy working and I enjoy working hard to achieve something, but I wasn't doing the other half of it. And I wasn't using my money to do what I loved. I would buy stuff, but it wasn't giving me purpose. 
and it wasn't fulfilling what I wanted to do. And I still didn't know what I wanted to do. So, burnout comes with the mentality of like working and working and working. And even if like working hard comes in, runs in my family and it comes through generations of working hard. My grandfather was a, he delivered telegrams. And so he was on his bike all day and he worked all the time. My mom worked tirelessly to get to where she was in life. And that's not a bad thing, but it's not healthy to do this habit and then lose my sense of self in the job. My darn messages rang again. Okay, pressing the mute button should be done. Um, Back to my notes. (laughs) Yeah, so burnout is a combination of multiple things. And in my situation, there were a few red flags, like not eating. That's, if you're not giving yourself proper nutrition or any nutrition at all, that's a huge red flag for anything, any kind of problem. So please, if you're listening to this, please eat three meals a day, at least. You know what, if you don't get up in the morning, eat at least two. Eat something that is giving you nutrition and providing you sustenance to maintain your lifestyle and your day. So hopefully three meals, two snacks, you get the gist. I'm not a nutritionist. Do not, if you want more questions on nutrition, I can refer you to a bunch of nutrition podcasts and nutrition books. By the time I knew I was burnt out in that sense, that was what, three weeks ago? Okay. And another part of burnout for me was reduce, like it says in the definition, reduce sense of accomplishment. Let me get my water. So reduce sense of accomplishment. And that can come across in different ways for me in this job. There was a point where I was in a meeting and I had gotten some news, which wasn't, it wasn't indicating that I was going to be fired. It was just that I was overwhelmed with the concept of the job itself and still trying to achieve this number and trying so hard and trying so hard and never, ever getting there, getting close or hitting that. And then the number changing later on because of internal things that happen, like they're expected to happen, but I still wasn't hitting that number. And on top of that, I had gotten some news that I didn't really want or I wasn't really expecting. And so I held it together for the rest of that meeting. I went into the bathroom and I cried. And that is another huge red flag for me. I am not somebody who enjoys crying. I know it's a necessary release, but me personally, I don't, 
I don't like being emotional and I do control my emotions enough to when I get home and I can deal with them in a healthier way. So the fact that I'm crying in the bathroom because everything is overwhelming and I'm not where I need to be, there's your other red flag. There's the other part of burnout. So that reduced sense of accomplishment is like when I was in that bathroom, I was like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to get to where I need to be. And then the loss of personal identity, not knowing any, not remembering anything else outside of the job. That's burnout. Hopefully you get into a job or in a workplace that doesn't leave you feeling that way at the end of the day, but it happens. So my goal with this episode was to talk about how to check in with yourself periodically so you don't end up like me crying in a bathroom after a meeting that went relatively well. (laughs) So some options that I have are creating a list of non-negotiables. And I'm still working on this myself because I'm still learning about it. I didn't have a set list, but something for me that was non-negotiable was that I don't want to cry because of my job in a negative way. That happened. So what could have been more helpful for me was me seeing that, okay, I'm crying. Let's breathe and let's move on because this is not healthy for me. It's a lot of knowing your own boundaries and being self-aware, which I hope that by listening to this, you're listening to yourself more often. I mean, also listening to me, but also that you're listening to yourself. What are your hard boundaries? What are your absolute no's? Having a list or a general idea of things that are not acceptable and honoring that. If I had honored that, I would have quit the minute that happened. I would have probably waited a few days and then submitted my resignation notice because that's not healthy for me. Another thing that I think is really important to check in with yourself is to, of course, be proactive in checking in. Don't wait until a non-negotiable hits. I don't know what works for you guys, but for my current job, or my, not current, my previous job, They had us rate how our week was. And I think that's a good indicator of where you can check in with yourself. As long as you're checking in with yourself weekly and maybe saying, okay, how do I feel on a scale of one to 10? One being the absolute worst. I hate every bit of this. And 10 being like, I am in love with whatever this job is. And I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to... Oh, excuse me. I'm excited to learn more. Okay. So you're getting my point. It's important to check in with yourself in that way because once you're realizing your, your red, like I guess your danger zone number, like what that is for you on a scale of one to 10 and knowing your boundary of like, if it's below, say for me, if it ever hits below a four, I got to get out of there or I got to start thinking if this is worth it. So 
yeah, think about that for yourself. If that's something you want to try, at least check in with yourself every, I would say every day, but everything changes every day. And you can have like a multitude of emotions that affect your single day. So affect looking at your week and thinking about how your week is affected. That's a big, that's a easier way to give a number to how you were feeling and you won't have, oh, it was a, like for an example, I'd rather have a five over my whole week because it was, oh, it was okay. I could have done better, but I, I could feel more excited, but it was average. But I'd rather have that one week rating than like a two on a Monday because I showed up 30 minutes late and my boss yelled at me. Or, and then like Wednesday having a 10 because I delivered my product on time or I finished my presentation early and I was able to run through it before presenting it. Like that's such a wide variety of what can happen in a day that it might not give you a clearer head on where you're going and how you're feeling overall. So that's another way to check in with yourself. And another one, my last one, it was kind of talked about on the Yoga Girl Daily podcast. I found it on a whim and I thought it was really a good way to just check in with yourself. And it was just to ask how you are like to genuinely look into yourself at any moment and just ask, how are you? For me, because I live in Austin and because we're big on Daniel Johnston, we can say, hi, how are you? That is something that I think is another way and probably one of the best ways to get an honest answer out of yourself. If you don't like quantifying your day on a scale of one to 10 or whatever, Just asking yourself how you are can make a huge difference. If you're listening, we're going to go through this exercise right now. Let's do it. So if you're listening, unless you're driving, please do not close your eyes while you're driving. (laughs) Close your eyes. Take a deep breath in through your nose. And sigh out of your mouth. Hi, how are you? Take a moment, ask yourself that as much as you want, meditate on it. And once you have whatever you feel like you need to say to yourself, write it down or think of one phrase that describes that feeling. If you're, I don't know, if you're busy and reflect on that later. But if you're listening to this now and you have like a piece of paper or you have your phone, just write that down. And if you have the time, start thinking about why do I feel this way? And I promise if you're feeling burnt out, it will all root back to that. So say I'm, if I had done that to myself, a not even a few weeks ago, if I had done that in September when things were going relatively well, 
and I had said, hi, how are you? I probably would have said lost. I think that's a good way to describe it. And if I had asked myself why I was feeling lost, I would say, because I don't feel happy in my job. Okay. Why don't I feel happy? Do you see where I'm going? You're building a relationship with yourself, which is super important. And that's what creates self-awareness. And that's how I became super aware. I didn't do the whole exercise, but knowing how I was feeling and how I can process that and act on it made me really more insightful on myself. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this little mini, it's not really a mini podcast, but I hope you enjoyed this little tip or concept of burnout. And I hope it gives you guys a little bit of insight and just a reminder to just check in with yourself. That's the most important thing. That's what I want out of this whole podcast. I want to help my friends and my family and any other listener listening to this. I want to help you grow. And I don't want to do it from a, I'm a certified professional. And this is what I need you to do to be a happy self. Um, Just, I want to have a more realistic approach and a more relatable approach than just speaking on a high horse. As always, be sure to DM me, text me. My social media is now in the show notes for the, for the each episode. Um, be sure to let me know what you're thinking, how you felt about doing the exercise in the podcast. If you liked it, if you didn't, um, try to think what else you guys can give me feedback on. If you liked my weird doctor voice where I sound like I was on a high horse, let me know. Um, yeah, still working on a sign off, but I will talk to you guys very, very soon. Bye-bye.